Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show, the original urban podcast. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. And I uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, some of our sponsors today, man. Uh, TRC Auto Sales, TRC Life Coaching, um, A&W Auto Sales. Um, I want to jump into it, man. I, I want to uh, today talk about Colin Kaepernick. I want to talk about the NFL. I want to talk about um, just this whole uh, media circus that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Um, but really, honestly, what we've seen over the last couple of years, I mean, this is not, um, you know, a new thing. Um, people have been talking about Kaepernick, honestly, ever since that first kneel he, uh, knee he took. And I want to, you know, bring a different perspective to it. You know, I want to talk about it from a, uh, you know, from an honest standpoint, from a, a real standpoint. Not to say everyone, you know, certain people aren't being real, but to say that a lot of times we live in a society where we, where we get emotional, where we, where we want to talk about how things should be. We want to talk about how they ought to be. We want to talk about how things would be in a, in a perfect world. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we, we're in the world that we live in, and things are not always as they should be. So that's what I want to do today, man. I want to, uh, I want to just jump right into it. Let me, let me start off like this. Um, I respect, and I want to, real quick, I want to shout out everybody listening on, uh, listen everywhere, however you're listening, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Facebook Live, however you're listening, podcast, you know, shout out to everybody tuned in, uh, different places uh, all over. But, you know, I feel like Colin Kaepernick, and I think this is important to start off with, I respect his movement, okay? I, re- I have a lot of respect for what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Um, I don't. I, I don't think he is one of those opportunistic people that's doing this for attention. I don't think he's doing this for clout or to be a celebrity or to do whatever. But he's doing this because this is the issue that he's passionate about. And you know, and I and I I say that because this started out with him wanting to talk about or bring attention to social justice, uh, criminal justice reform, police brutality. Uh, taking a knee was never his his main thing. Like, it wasn't about him. It wasn't about taking a knee. It was, hey, how can I uh, bring awareness to the fact that black men are being killed disproportionately to white men? Um, you know, we are being in- incarcerated. Um, we are doing a lot of things that, you know, or things are happening to us that are not equal. And I think that, you know, first of all, I just say I respect that, you know, and it somehow over the last few years, it has become about uh, it has become about him playing football. We have made it about him playing football or not playing football. So it's let's boycott the NFL. It's I feel like we've lost focus to what the original point of this whole thing was, which was to combat and bring attention towards police brutality, criminal justice reform. I mean, think about it. We just had Donald Trump sign into law the largest criminal justice reform policy of all in history, and no, but no one's even talking about that. No one's even talking about the fact that, hey, this is what we've been working for. This was a, a, a law and a bill that has been universally supported, Democrat and Republican alike, but nobody's even talking about that. They're talking about Colin Kaepernick. His whole thing was, hey, we need criminal justice reform. He actually accomplished his goal. That's what nobody's even talking about. His kneeling was successful because he got the system to say, hey, there is a problem. He got the government to say, there's a problem, 
let's fix this problem, let's work towards fixing this problem. And again, we got an actual law passed that directly, it's the most comprehensive criminal justice reform law in, in the history of this country. So that's what I feel like we have to focus more on. Now, now let me say this, and I, I want to start off with this because this is very, to me, this is the most important thing. Colin Kaepernick is not one of these guys that um, just talks and talks and talks, but he's been someone who historically has put his money where his mouth is. And I just want to read out a couple of these charities that he's been passionate about supporting. One, the Urban Underground, he gave 25, I'm not going to read them all, there's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens, but the, and you guys can Google this, uh, Mothers Against Brutality, the Bl- uh, Black Youth Project, Gathering for Justice League, uh, Communities United for Police Reform, the I Will Not Die Young Campaign, Appetite for Change, Southsiders Organized for Unity and Liberation, Be- uh, Black Veterans for Social Justice, uh, the Center for Reproductive Rights, the Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights of Los Angeles, uh, Meals on Wheels, Somalia Famine Relief Fund, uh, Life After Hate Campaign, uh, Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, Silence is Violence, Asada's Daughters, Helping Oppressed Mothers Endure, Grassroots Leadership, uh, American Friends Service Committee, uh, who my mom used to work for, uh, the Lower East Side Girls Club, 100 Suits for 100 Men, Coalition for the Homeless, Justice League, uh, New York City, uh, the Advancement Project, United Players, Mothers Against Police Brutality. Uh, you know, and there's, I could go on. I'm looking at this list. There's nothing on this list. There's no uh, charity or organization on here where Colin Kaepernick has given less than $25,000 to. Every one of those that I named, he's given 20, some 50000 some 100000 uh, just a few celebrities that he's worked with, Nick Cannon, Joey Badass, Meek Mill, Usher, Steph Curry, Jesse Williams. These are just a few, Serena Williams, T.I., uh, Chris Brown, Janae Aiko. These are all things that he has done uh, to put his money where his mouth is, all right? And I didn't want to just be one of these guys that talks about this topic without talking about the topics and the issues that he's most passionate about. And I would love to see more people in our community Embrace some of these charities Embrace some of these issues Because all we're talking about is the NFL That's what We have made it about the NFL For him, it's never been about the NFL Per se, but it's been about The charity It's been about criminal justice reform. It's been about police brutality And that's what we should all be focusing on All right. Well, in fact, a lot of times We cut our nose off You know, despite our faces And you know, like I said I, I, I talked about this last week and a couple of weeks before And over the last couple of years, but and this isn't, you know, oh, Donald Trump is this. But, the, but at the end of the day, Trump, and, and he put out a thing in his administration. He was like, look, for every NFL player that takes a knee, you know, he's, he's been, you know, I feel like people should stand. But he said, look, if you're going to take a knee, if you're going to protest, take that protest and send me a name, you know, of someone who you feel has been uh, wrongfully imprisoned or, or put in prison or, or maybe is worthy of clemency. You know, and I'll take a look at that. And no one has done that. He said, he said, no one, no celebrity, no NFL players have done that. And I think a lot of times we, we have these topics that we're passionate about, but then we don't vote. Or we have these topics that we're passionate about, and we don't send Trump the name so he can take a, you know, a, a look at something. He already let a few people out. We, you know, people want bash, you know, Kim Kardashian, this and that. But at the end of the day, that's where the real change happens. Not turning on your TV to watch an NFL game doesn't really do a whole lot. 
You know what I'm saying? That it really doesn't. But Colin Kaepernick, again, I respect what he's doing. He's put his money where his mouth is, 20000 30000 50000 to each one of those charities, actual charities that are doing some real work. You have people out here blasting, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, blasting Trump and protesting different things, but how many homeless people have you fed? You know what I'm saying? Like, what streets have you cleaned up? What have you actually done to better the community? And no one's doing that. So I have a lot to talk about, but these are the things to me that, are, that, need, to be, that need to be started off with. Putting your money where your mouth is, doing what's going to actually bring about results. All right? Now let's talk about what we're all here for, though. You know, has, has Colin Kaepernick been blackballed by the NFL? All right? Shout out to you guys. I see a lot of people tuning in, catching up on, uh, on Facebook, man. Shout out to you guys, Facebook Live. This is just a live taping for the podcast real quick. If you guys are new, check out the podcast, all archived episodes. Our, excuse me, all shows are archived at DadonTolbertShow.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Or if you just want to check me out here on Facebook, that's cool too. But, you know, the blackballing topic, you know, because everyone is, that's like the, the, the hot button word, you know. Is, is he, you know, has he been blackballed? Well, I got a simple word for you. I got a simple answer to that question. Of course he's been blackballed. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not rocket science, okay? Colin Kaepernick has absolutely been black. People are making something making it something that it's not, or they're making a debate out of something that really doesn't have to be a debate. It's like, oh, well, you've got, you know, X, Y, and Z quarterbacks that aren't as good as him, and he's better than 50% of the league, and Colin Kaepernick is this, and Colin Kaepernick, of course he is. But one of the things that people need to realize is that, we are talking about corporate America, okay? We're talking about corporate. That's, this is, that's all this is. This is a job, okay? This is a job. This is a, an organization, and, and many, I'm sure people can realize, a racist organization that operates within a racist system and a racist country and a racist world at the end of the day. You know, Colin Kaepernick is an employee or would like to be an employee of a racist organization. Colin Kaepernick made waves. I don't know if you, where you guys work or what y'all do, but me personally, I, I spent a lot of years in corporate America. You know, I used to be in banking. That was like my main uh, corporate America job, you know, many years in corporate America. And if anyone who has worked in corporate America, you know that there are certain things you can do there are certain things you cannot do. These are million-dollar and sometimes billion-dollar corporations that to you, to them, you're just a number. You don't matter to them. It doesn't matter what your sales goals are. It doesn't matter how far you can throw a football. It doesn't matter even if you're on time every day. At the end of the day, it matters. Do these people like you? Do you fit in within their system? Do you make waves or do you not make waves? This is the nature of corporate America, and a lot of what I've been seeing is I see a lot of people talking about this topic who really have no real experience in corporate America. And if you've never been in corporate America or had to operate within that system, you can't really understand what's going on. Because the reality is, unless you want to go out and start your own company, unless you want to be self-employed, go out and file an LLC or a sole proprietor, 
you know, you have to operate within their system if you want their job, if you want them to sign your checks. And that's just what it is. Anyone who goes outside of that, you know what I mean, in, in, in the slightest way, you're either going to be fired. First of all, you're going to get, on, get put on a list. All right? You're going to get put on a list. And if you, once you're on the list, it's very hard to get off that list. The, the, the end result of being put on their list, you know, is, is ultimately them, them getting you out of it. You're going to be fired or you're just not going to get hired. And that's just what has happened to Colin Kaepernick. That does not in any way lessen or take away or say that he has done something wrong. I, that's why I started off the show saying I respect his plight. I respect his passion. I respect his dedication. But at the end of the day, he pissed off some very rich and powerful people and, and, and even took it to the furthest extent, which was to, to sue these people. You know, he's, he actually sued the NFL. And again, I, even that I have no problem with. I have no, listen, I have no problem with Colin Kaepernick whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, anyone who puts their money where their mouth is and is passionate about an a, a issue or, or causes that will help our people, I'm, I'm all for I'm all supportive of that. However, you're not, you cannot expect to be able to work for the company that you sued. You know what I mean? Like, what, what kind of sense does that make? You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, suing someone is on a whole nother level. You can't expect to work for a company that you piss off. Should you, in a perfect society, in a perfect world, should you be able to do that? Of course. Should he, does he have every right? We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of religion. We are able to express ourselves how we see fit. As long as you're not bringing harm to people, you're not breaking any laws, you have that right. Does Colin Kaepernick have a right to kneel down on the NFL field and say, you know what, I'm not going to stand for your national anthem? He has that right. He does have that right. But at the same time, see, the NFL is a private organization. I don't know if people understand that. It's a private organization. Guess what? If you come to my house, you're going to follow my rules. Okay? That's just what it is. You, you know, just like he has that right, NFL owners have a right to say, hey, I'm racist, and I don't want your black ass on my team. Is that right? Of course not. That's racist. They shouldn't do that. But deep down, they have that right because it's their team. They spent a billion dollars, $5 billion for that team to be able to make those decisions. So, yes, you damn right he's been blackballed. That's not even, to me, that's not something that even has to be discussed. That's common sense. If he's better than, you know, so many other quarterbacks and he can't get a job right after he, you know, he, he, he pissed off all these people by taking a knee, of course he's been blackballed. So, we, that, to me, that's irrelevant. We don't need to talk about that. Yes, Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed. Okay, shocker. All right. But let's talk about this. Because And, again, a lot of people don't understand what's actually been happening with this situation. Colin Kaepernick was not fired, okay? He wasn't fired. Cause I, and I'm only saying this because I've spoken to many people. This is what they actually think. This is what they think happened. People think that Colin Kaepernick was fired from the NFL for taking a knee. Colin Kaepernick was not fired. 
Colin Kaepernick was employed by the San Francisco 49ers, and he chose to opt out. He was he was uh, under he opted into he had one year left on his contract. He chose to opt out of that contract for the the following year and say, you know what, I'm going to opt out of that. I can, I'll stay with you and I'll play this next year with you and I'll make $15 million or I can say, you know what, keep your $15 million. I'm going to become a free agent and hopefully sign for a, sign with another team making more money. Many, this is very common in sports, whether it's football, you know, basketball, whatever. Many high-profile athletes, uh, perfect example, I'm from Philly. Tobias Harris did the same thing. You know, Tobias Harris played for the Clippers, and I believe he had an option for the, ne- the following year, I think making like, I don't know, just, you know, let's say it was $20 million, you know what I mean, for the next season. He said, you know what, you keep your $20 million. I'm going to become a free agent because I believe I'm going to be able to get more money with another team. Now, he opted out of that. He said, keep your $20 million, and he signed with Philly, the Philadelphia 76ers, for something like, what, what is it, five years, $120 million or something like that. So he's making more with the Sixers than he would have with the Clippers. Now, hypothetically, he could have not signed with the Sixers, or he could have got, could have got hurt and not signed with anyone and been out of the NFL. Let's just say no one wanted to hire him. He would have wasted that, that, that $20 million that he could have got with the Clippers. But instead, he bet on himself, and it worked out for him. He got a five-year contract worth over $100 million, more than he would have been paying. Now, if Colin Kaepernick that's – that's what Colin Kaepernick wanted. Let's be clear about that. He, he opted out of his $15 million said, you keep this money because I believe I have the talent level to make more money and, ha- and make more guaranteed money. Because, see, he, this was around the time when they were just throwing money at these quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks were getting, like, $40 million guaranteed money, $20 million guaranteed money, five years, $100 million, $40 million of that guaranteed, or whatever the case is. A lot of quarterbacks were getting that type of guaranteed money. That's what Colin Kaepernick wanted. His contract wasn't guaranteed for that $15 million. He wanted guaranteed money. So he said, I'm going to bet on myself. What the problem with that, and there's no problem with that, but the problem with that is, is that Colin Kaepernick, I believe, over two things. He overvalued his, his worth and his skill, his skill set level. He, he thought he was going to get all this money guaranteed. You know, they were going to just throw him this money. He overvalued his own worth, and he undervalued the effect that his social justice campaign had on his worth, okay? Are any of these things wrong? No, they're not wrong, but it's just a reality. He did not I – I don't believe that he knew he would not get picked up by another team based on him taking a knee. I don't think he knew that. And if he knew that, I believe it would have been stupid to turn down that $15 million. Why would you turn down $15 million you know, if you it, unless you think you're going to get twenty million or thirty million, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, there's no reason to do that. He thought he was going to get more. It didn't. He gambled and he lost. I used to gamble a lot. You know, you get in blackjack. If you get, you know, what, a ten, a six and a, a six and a four, 
You say, hey, let's double, let's double down. You know what I'm saying? Or I should say, if you're showing a 10, but hey, double down. Maybe you get the 10 and you double your money. You, another 10 comes up, cool, you got 20. The dealer busts out or the dealer gets 17. You just doubled your money. It's a gamble. Sometimes you get that 10 and you're able to double your money. Other times you get an ace and the dealer, you know what I'm saying? The dealer gets 21. You lose, you lose double. None of that is a problem. He gambled and he lost. My issue is with us making this his movement about him. He never wanted this to be about him. It was about social justice. It was about criminal justice reform. It was never about whether he could or couldn't play football. So let's so let's let's move on. Does does Colin Kaepernick still? Because I'm I'm just responding to a lot of different things that I've been hearing. Does Colin Kaepernick want to be in the NFL? Some people are saying, nah, he doesn't care about the NFL. Colin Kaepernick said, f the NFL. I, I don't, and he's just focused on bringing embarrassing them. I've heard he wants to embarrass them. I've heard he wants money from them. I've heard I mean, I've heard many different things. I don't buy. I'm, I think there's a it's a combination of all of those things. I think he wanted he sued them for money. So obviously he wanted money from the NFL for lost wages. Um, he he wants to embarrass them. He wants to push this agenda, uh, bring awareness to his causes that he's passionate about. He wants all of these things. But the the question here is. Does Colin Kaepernick want to be in the NFL? Of course he does. I don't think that he doesn't want to be an NFL player. You know, if that was the case, there's many different things he could do. There's many different, I mean, you know, he doesn't have to continue working out. He could even just say, hey, look, I retired or, you know, I'm just going to focus on my causes and this campaign. But no, that's not what he's doing. He wants to be an NFL player. So, that's why this is where we are now. He's kept his body in shape. He has gone out to, you know, in this where we where we have this whole thing now, this whole NFL, uh, you know, workout, you know, fiasco from this past weekend. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, Colin Kaepernick was granted uh, a a workout from the NFL. They said, you know what, we will send representatives from 32 NFL teams to go watch you play, you know, or I should say we want you to come to us, basically, because they set the location, they set the time, that we will give you a workout. You come, show us that you can still play. But there were some caveats to that, you know. There were some things that they wanted to put in place. This is where it gets a little, little sticky, you know. The NFL said, you know what? We don't want – no media will be allowed. We want this to be a private workout. We want this to be on our terms. We want you to sign this waiver. They, they put all these little, you know, things in place to, to dictate to Colin Kaepernick the terms of this workout. Now, Kaepernick says and, – and this is, again, I, I don't disagree with um, how Colin Kaepernick went about this. He said, look, y'all, y'all are trying to play me. Y'all know me. I talk about the media all the time. I talk about the mainstream media, media the bias, the, the fact that the government con- basically controls the, uh, the, the, the media. Corporations control the media. It's all one and the same. So they have their narrative. They have their agenda. They're going to use their tools to push that agenda. So Colin Kaepernick, I'm sure, is aware of this reality. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to come play for you. I'm not going to come work out for you on your terms. I'm going to work out for you. I'm going to have a workout, 
and you guys can come see me or not come see me, but this is where it's going to be. It's going to be videotaped. It's going to be live streamed to YouTube and, you know, wherever else. It's going to be my uh, my receivers. It's going to be my trainers. It's going to be at a facility that I have chosen, and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? You guys can come. So the, And it was about 60 miles away or so, and so – some, some, I think it was eight NFL teams went out there to, to check him out. You, we saw how he did. He, you know, still has a good arm. He seemed to be fairly accurate on the short passes, not so accurate on some of the long balls, but he definitely could, could play in the NFL based on, you know, this workout. I think that's, that's a general consensus that he has. He still has the talent to, to play in the NFL. The problem with this is, and I, like I said, I agree. That was a smart move because, you know, corporations lie. The NFL can't be trusted. Uh, races can't be trusted. Like, I have no problem with them doing that because, like I said, that is, you know, what most likely would have happened. They would have probably tried to spin it, you know, to their, to, to fit their agenda. The problem that I have with that Okay, is that what people don't seem to understand, evidently what Colin Kaepernick doesn't seem to understand, is going back to my original point, is that this is still corporate America. Okay? If you want a job for any corporation, it doesn't matter the corporation. If you, if you want a job, you have to conduct yourself within the confines of their structure, how they say it's going to go. They call the shots. If you, I used to be in corporate, I used to be a branch manager of a bank. If somebody, you know, wanted to work for me, I said, you know what, this is what we're going, this is how we're going to do it. HR would send me that person's resume. Here, I had, we have an opening at this branch. HR would send me their resume. Say, hey, check this out. I would then call that person, and I would conduct a phone interview. I would say, hey, this, we're, I would like to talk to you at this time on this day. I want to talk to you. If that interview went well, I said, all right, I'd like you to come into the branch, and I want to talk to you face-to-face. All right, we're going to sit down, and we're going to have a conversation. If that interview went well, then I'm going to have my district manager come in to meet with you as well as me, and we together are going to evaluate you to see if we want to hire you. If we, if we like you, then we will then have you take a drug test. We will have you do a background check. And if everything goes well, then we will hire you. Nowhere in that process does the candidate get to dictate the terms of the interview process. And I feel kind of silly even saying this or even talking about this because everyone knows this. Why would anyone think that the NFL would be any different? Why? Because it's the NFL? It's still a job. Is it, why do y'all think I'm talking to you on this podcast and not talking to you somewhere else? Because, you know, like, I control this. Somebody said, hey, look, we're, we're, uh, we're, what time are you going to go live? I said, I don't know, when I feel like it. You know, maybe 11 o'clock, maybe 12 o'clock. I do it when I, when I feel like it. You see what I'm saying? I can't, I can't go, you know, show up at a, at a radio station and say, you know what, I just feel like talking when I feel like talking. No. You're going to talk at the time we, we schedule you to talk. And that's how that goes. You, you cannot ask for something 
but at the same time dictate what you're given. Carmelo Anthony is another good example of that. Now, is this the same situation that, that Colin Kaepernick is in? No, it's different. It's not about race. It's not about him standing up for criminal justice reform or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's the same in that he, wants, he wanted a job from them. You know what I mean? He, he, he was – I don't want to use the word blackballed. I don't think uh, Carmelo Anthony was blackballed per se, but it was just a situation of we don't want to hire you. You know what I mean? See, people want to use that term. Oh, he's blackballed. It's about race. No, you're just not good. You're at a stage in your career where we would rather invest in a our young players than invest in an aging superstar. You know, that was Carmelo's story. Now, fortunately, he was able to get picked up by the uh, the Portland Trailblazers. You know, congratulations. And I'm glad to see him back in the league. But to get back in the league, what did Carmelo Anthony have to do? He had to go and sit down with Stephen A. Smith. He had to show that he was still able to play. But most importantly, he had to humble himself. You know what I mean? He, that attitude that he had early on had to go. He had to let people know, hey, I'm, I'm no longer a superstar. I'm now a role player. I'm, no, I'm now a bench player. I'm able to give you a few points off the bench. I just want to play. He had to humble himself. You know what I'm saying? That's not – and see, the problem with that is is that Colin Kaepernick refuses to do that. And, again, let me just say for about the fifth or sixth time, I'm not saying that he should. I'm not saying that he was wrong for – uh, his NFL protest. I'm not saying he was wrong for taking a knee or and even taking a stand against the NFL. He had to. He followed his heart. He followed his passion. But it is ridiculous to think that you can get back into an organization without like that without humbling yourself. You can't do it. You cannot have both. He cannot have both. I told y'all years, a couple years ago when I did a live show, I said Colin Kaepernick will never play in the NFL again. I told you that two years ago. Y'all can Google that. Just Google Colin Kaepernick on the Data on Talbot show. This is far from the first time I've discussed this. Everything I've said then is, is still the case today. But the reality is he refuses to, um, to do what's necessary to get back into the league. A lot of people out there are saying, well, no, he shouldn't have to do that. He shouldn't have, but it's not about what he should or shouldn't have to do. It's about what is reality. Some people are out here living in, the, in a fantasy world. People are living in a world where they want, they want babies not to die. They want the sky to always be blue. They want to win the lottery. Like, there are a lot of things that should happen. You know what I'm saying? But they're not, it's just not the case. It's not reality. You know, I said on Facebook earlier today, I said Colin Kaepernick is an idiot for wearing a Kunta Kinte shirt. He's not an idiot for wearing a Kunta Kinte shirt. I want to be clear about that. I have no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I wouldn't wear, I just, I don't view myself as a slave or I wouldn't even reference myself in any way as a slave. That's just me personally. But I don't think he's an idiot for wearing that shirt. I want to clarify that statement, although it doesn't really need clarification because it says what it says very clearly. He's not an idiot for wearing the shirt. I said he's an idiot for expecting or hoping to get a job antagonizing rich, racist white men with a Kunta Kinte shirt. 
that's the thing. You can't have it both ways. Colin Kaepernick wants his cake and eat it too. He wants to make millions and millions and millions of dollars playing in the NFL, but he also wants to protest the NFL for being racist. You can't. You really. It's not. You can't do both. You got to pick one. You have to pick one. You cannot do both. It's unrealistic to think that he can do both. There's been no precedent set that says someone can do both. You have to pick one. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's okay. It's okay. It's there's nothing wrong with taking a stance. See, see, one of the things you got, to, you got to realize is that Malcolm X made a decision. Okay, the 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 nation told him. They said, "Look, look, Malcolm. All right, we were cool in the beginning." You know, we're feeling what you're talking about. You've done a lot of things, a lot of good things. But at the end of the day, man, you're getting too big. You know, people feel like this movement is more about you than it is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So we need you to fall back. We need you to chill out and just relax. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I feel like I need to do. It would be nice if he could have just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and becoming more and more popular and making all these great changes for our people and not pissed off his base, not pissed off his, his, his Muslim people. But the reality is he could not have both, so he made a choice. Unfortunately, that choice led to him being shot. Colin Kaepernick's choice led to him not being able to play in the NFL. Should Malcolm X have been killed? He didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Colin Kaepernick didn't do anything wrong, per se. But it's a choice that he made, which has led to where he is now. So, you know, like I said, the shirt itself was whatever. But you're, you're not dealing with rational people. You're not even dealing with your own people. I'm pretty sure, I mean, maybe, you know what I'm saying, maybe that stuff will work at a black-owned organization. You're sure, I'm sure you could go into a, 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 a facility wearing a Kunta Kinte shirt, maybe with, with black folk, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you can't do that around the, these, these racist white folk. They go look at me like he's crazy. You can't, if you listen, if you have a job interview, you better go into that job interview with your hair combed, you know, a, a shirt, shirt buttoned up, a tie on, a suit on. Shoes shined up, nice two copies of a nice crisp resume. You, there are things you have to do. This is interview etiquette. I was in college. I took several uh, interview classes, job preparation classes. You know what I'm saying? These are things that everyone should know by now. You know what I mean? People are saying, well, he should be able to wear it. It's just football. They're not judging him on his clothes. They're judging him on his talent. Who told you that? You must never work in corporate America. Corporate America is not about talent. Corporate America is about appearance. Corporate America is about who you know. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily what you know. It's about relationships. It's about who likes you. Corporate America is about, you know, it's about doing the fake laughs, going to the happy hours, it's about all of these things you have to do to fit in if you want to rise up to the top of corporate America. Again, I've, I spent 20 years in corporate America. You know what I'm saying? I'm done with it because I'm done with the fake laugh. I'm done with the hobnobbing. I'm done with the cash kissing. 
I'm done with the brown nosing. I'm done with the not being able to say what you want to say and do what you want to do. I'm done with all that. You know what I'm saying? Colin Kaepernick evidently is not done with that. He needs to be, but he's not done with it. He doesn't, no one, he doesn't get it. Someone forward this show to him so he can understand, hey, if I want to work in the NFL, then there are certain things that I have to do. If you don't, that's cool. I don't, that's what people aren't understanding. I don't want people to think that he has to do these things. He doesn't have to do these things. But then again, he doesn't have to play in the NFL either. They don't have to give him a job. See, Colin Kaepernick has a sense of entitlement. He thinks he's entitled. He, he, this guy wore the, the Kunta Kinte shirt, and then he comes out doing the interview talking about some Stop running. Stop hiding. Do the right thing and all this other stuff. It's like, yo, who, who are you talking to? You're talking to your future boss. Who do you think you're talking to like that? What, what employee can talk to their boss like that and still have a job? Let me know the job. I mean, seriously, all jokes aside, let me know what job you can have where you can talk to your boss like that. You can call out your boss. You can call out your supervisor and still want that person to pay you minimum wage, let alone millions of dollars. Nobody is going to pay you for that. No one is going to let you talk to them like that. Now, again, if you have that view, see, me personally, I'm an outspoken person. So I, don't, I, I started my own business. I have several businesses. I do my own thing. That way I don't have to worry about talking to people. See, no one can fire me. I can wear the Kunta Kinte shirt if I want to. I can come in late. I can show up when I want to. I can do whatever I want to do. Colin Kaepernick can do whatever he wants to do. He's got a, a book out. He's got an NFL, I mean, a, um, a Nike contract. He's got all types of things he can do. He doesn't need, I'm not, this isn't about him needing the NFL. And I believe that he needs to come to the realization that his NFL days are over and focus on all of those charities that I discussed earlier. Because, again, I respect what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I respect what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I respect what he has done. You know, I think that his work is important. And, again, Donald Trump signed into law the largest criminal justice reform bill in the history of this country. I believe, and that had Republican support, that had Democratic support, it was universally supported by everyone. Donald Trump signed it into law, and to me, that was the culmination of, of Colin Kaepernick's protest. He started that. Nobody was talking about criminal justice reform, uh, police brutality, really before, before Colin Kaepernick uh, started this whole movement. I give him credit for that, and that's commendable. But you cannot do all of that stuff and still expect to be a part of the very system in which you're criticizing. It just doesn't, it's not, it's not logical. It would be great if he could have both, but it's just not the way that society is. Again, we live in a racist country. We live in a, a racist society. I wanted to address uh, some things. People were early on, a few, what, I guess last year at this point, people were discussing Jay-Z, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, bashing him or criticizing him because he did a, a deal with the NFL to increase diversity, to, you know, do some things, some positive things in the, in the uh, black community, you know, financially, some inner, inner city things. Um, a lot of, I don't have all the details of, of that deal, but 
from what I heard about it, the, the, the things that I have researched, it was a positive deal. And I did a whole broadcast on Jay-Z and the NFL probably a couple months ago. Check it out if you missed it. I, you know, and like I said, there are a lot of things that I believe Jay-Z should be criticized for, uh, various blasphemous things, blaspheming the name of God, um, you know, uh, lyrics glorifying drug use, drug dealing, uh, many, many different things, you know, that I believe he should be criticized for. But I don't think that his deal with the NFL is one of those things. You know, I don't feel like that was a problem. People say, well, how can you stand with with cap and how can you, you know, and still do a deal with the NFL? Well, what do you mean? The deal with the NFL is positive. It's It was done to help our community. It was done to bring diversity to the NFL. The NFL has, as a result, given millions of dollars back into our community as a result of certain uh, the settlement with Kaepernick, the result of this uh, deal with Jay-Z. So I haven't seen or heard of anything that would be that I would classify as negative for our people as a result of this Jay-Z deal. So what are we upset about? This is the issue that I have with our community. We will cut our nose off despite our faith. Jay-Z did a positive thing for our community uh, by meeting with the NFL. Kim Kardashian did a positive thing for our community by meeting with Donald Trump. Steve Harvey did a positive thing for our community by meeting with Donald Trump. They asked Steve Harvey. I remember on an interview they said, you know, Steve, like what, what, uh, like what's, what's up? Are you a Donald Trump supporter? Are you, what's up with you? You met with him. You had a meeting with him. He's like, okay, yeah. And, and like, what do you mean? What's the problem? He's like, well, no, nah, I mean, this whole Black Lives Matter thing and Trump's a racist, this and that. He said, look, and I saw this interview. He said, Donald Trump came to me and said, hey, you're from Chicago. You know what I mean? Are you, you know what I mean? Like, I want to come to the hood. You know, I want to do some, I want to sit down with you because I know you have um, some, some connections in the inner city. There's a problem here that needs to be addressed. You have a lot of influence in the, in, in the black community. In the specifically in the hood, you're familiar with it. I want us to sit down together and figure out what we can do to bring a you know bring it into this problem, reduce gun uh, gun violence, to reduce gang violence. What are some things that we can do together to help this? He's like you know he's like look, I don't support Donald Trump. He said I don't agree with a lot of stuff Donald Trump does. He said but on that day, he came to me and approached me about fixing my hood. So why would I say no to that? Y'all know me. Historically, I haven't agreed. I haven't agreed with a lot of things that Steve Harvey has said and done over the years, and I've been very vocal about that. But I have no problem with Steve Harvey meeting with Donald Trump to fix the problems in the hood. Like, who would have a problem with that? Hey, let's get some of these guns off the street. How can we sit down and do that? You don't have to. What you got to realize: Martin Luther King met with a lot of people he didn't agree with. Malcolm X met with people he didn't agree with to bring about change, to bring about positive things. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to like somebody to work with them to bring about a change. You see, that guess what? That doesn't make that person a coon. Steve Hart, see, people, a lot of people have no idea what that term means. A lot of people, they throw these terms out. They say, oh, you make a statement, so you're a coon for making one particular statement. You have a particular opinion 
on this particular issue that differs from mine, so you're a coon. Guess what? That's not the definition of a coon. A lot of people have no idea what the definition of a coon is. Kanye West, oh, he's a coon for X, Y, and Z. No. Supporting, you know, supporting someone or voting for someone in a political, a fraudulent, you know, and fake political system does not make you a coon. Let me just tell you what a, what a coon is, you know, and you can look this up. This is the definition of a coon. A coon is someone who, whose sole purpose, first of all, a coon is someone who's put in place. First of all, I got to preface it. A coon is a slave whether physically or mentally, a coon is a slave. A coon is someone who is owned or controlled by a racist person, a racist individual that has an agenda of oppressing minorities. Okay? So a coon works for and is controlled by someone whose agenda is to hold us down as a people. So, therefore, the coon uses their position and uses whatever influence that they have, and their sole purpose becomes to push that racist agenda of their master, you know, by throwing black folk or other minorities under the bus, by, you know, telling on them, hey, you're trying to escape, so I'm going to tell master that you're trying to escape, or I saw, I saw you reading that book, so I'm going to go snitch on you and get you, get you, you know, whipped, you know, get you some lashes on your back because you're reading a book, or whatever the case is. Or if, you, if we're talking in modern-day society, someone who is owned and controlled. And there are coons out here. There are coons out here who are owned and controlled by the system and put in place to make us look bad. People that look like us are put in place, positions of power and influence to bash us and destroy us and oppress us. There are people out there. But people are using that, that term incorrectly. They're using that term for people who have an opinion. You know what I'm saying? Having an opinion that differs from yours does not make someone a coon. It makes no sense. People are calling Stephen A. Smith a coon. I don't disagree. I don't think, I, me personally, from what I've seen and heard, I would not call Stephen A. Smith a coon. I believe Stephen A. Smith from ESPN is a, a narcissist. I think he is all about himself. I think that he's a buffoon. Don't get that wrong. He is a buffoon and is put in a position of power and influence in the sporting space to be a buffoon because buffoonery, uh, specifically black buffoonery, brings about ratings and ad dollars, and he does that very well. He's knowledgeable, but he's also a buffoon as far as his being loud and obnoxious and yelling and being you know, aggressive. That's, these are characteristics of a buffoon, and I've seen him use that same his personality to, you know, to talk about, to defend black folk. You know, I've seen him take a stand that was unpopular with white folk. Um, I've seen him, I mean, he, does, he talks about everything, you know. And I think that we have to get to a place where someone talking about a particular issue, you can't throw that person away completely because of their view on one particular issue. You know what I mean? I think it was ridiculous. I did a whole three-hour special on this years ago when Chrisette Michelle performed at the, the, at the an inaugural event that Donald Trump wasn't even at. She performed a gospel song at an event for that weekend, and, 
which and people were bashing her, which I thought and still think was absolutely ridiculous. She was not the first president or first person to perform at a, a presidential, um, you know, inauguration. And if anyone thinks that, you know, uh, we have not had presidents that were racist before that black folk have performed at, you're crazy. So I think, like I said, and Chrisette Michelle is someone who has a history of, of working in our community, making music that, that's empower, empowering to our community, and for her to make one decision, you know, that certain people may not agree with that makes her a coon or any, anything else is ridiculous. You know, Jay-Z, I heard Jay-Z's a coon. Jay-Z's a lot of things. I would not call, I would not, that's not one thing I would say he's a Satanist, a, bla, a blasphemist. You know what I'm saying? Like these are things that are blatantly obvious. But a coon, I wouldn't say that he's owned by a racist system specifically put in place to destroy us and oppress us. No, I wouldn't call Jay-Z a coon. You know, Steve Harvey a coon, Stephen A. Smith a coon. Um, I, I, I don't even like that term because it's so widely misused by our people. I mean, we, we are the most hypocritical people, though. All these certain people, these people are quote-unquote coons, but, we, but, the, but those same people are out here wearing Gucci. What kind of crap is that? These same people are supporting music that glorifies gang culture, you know, rape culture, uh, violence, guns, you know, like where, how, how are people, certain people bad for expressing an opinion, but y'all are actually still wearing Gucci and are actually wearing other clothes and supporting other things that are actively against us. Gucci showed y'all what they believe. I mean, just somebody answer that question. How and why would any black person wear Gucci when they just, like months ago, I don't even know if it's been a year, where literally months ago they put out this, what, like the monkey? What was it, a, black, a monkey or whatever, in blackface or whatever the heck it was? It's like, yo, what, what is this? And that's where I feel like we, we are hypocritical. You know, we, we a lot of times will latch on to whatever is popular. We will latch on to whatever will get us likes, whatever whatever will get us followers, you know. And the reality is a lot of this stuff should not be supported, but it gets supported because it's popular. Now, one thing that I want to say about this, just going back to this Kaepernick thing real quick, a lot of people are not understanding what actually happened. Colin Kaep- first of all, like I said, I believe this whole thing should have been over once we passed, the, once Trump passed and signed into law the largest criminal justice reform policy in American history. To me, that's what Colin Kaepernick worked for. That's what he fought for. That's what he sacrificed his NFL career for. That was, to me, the culmination of that movement was that bill that no one seems to be talking about. But aside from that, he sued the NFL because he said, you know what, there's collusion going on, there is a blackballing process being going, you know, going on, and I, I'm going to sue you. Colin Kaepernick settled that, that lawsuit with the NFL, received financial compensation, you know, and to me, 
And I was T.I. said the same thing recently on one of his, his broadcasts. He said, look, I based, the settlement is what made it over. Like, if, if I have a problem with you, you know what I'm saying? You have a problem with me, I have a problem with you. We come together and we talk about it. At the end of the day, all right, we shake hands. All right, you good, I'm good. We're no longer going to talk about each other. We're not going to fight. We're not going to do anything. Well, guess what? That means it's over. You know what I mean? I'm not going to fight you the day after we, we shook hands and said it's over. So to me, if Colin Kaepernick and the NFL sit down together and they say, you know what, this is over with. Here's money. Here's a settlement. That's it. That's, that's it. There is no, the settlement, here's the thing, the settlement did not involve a job. That was not part of a job. You can't, the NFL has no power. Robert, uh, Roger Goodell has no power to make someone hire him. You know what I mean? You can't make someone hire you for a job that you feel like you're qualified for. Someone, you, you being better than someone in the league, it's like I put it to you like this. It's like I mean, it could be like Duke. You know, Duke Duke has a bas- a basketball team that historically has been good forever. As long as I can remember, they've always been good. So if Duke is good, they say, you know what, we're going to sign this person because they're one of the best in their city. They have, but most importantly, they're a good student. They have the grades. They have the look. They they I feel like they would fit in well with our program. But what about that dude in the hood who's putting up 50 points a game and but can't read or is still in, involved in the gangs and doing different things, but he's the best. He's the best in the country. That person doesn't have a claim to be, you know, to play for Duke just because he's better than that person that they recruited who's going to go into the NBA and make millions of dollars. That person didn't fit. Corporate America is about the fit. You know what I'm saying? You can't be mad at someone. Here's the, thing. Here's the reality. The reality of this Kaepernick situation is that the league is, you know, is, consists of, of teams. Teams are made up of fans, you know what I mean, and people who actually buy tickets. So the reality is, if as an owner, you have to make a decision of, hey, what what decision is going to lead to is going to be best for this team? You can't tell somebody out in the Midwest, you know, I'm gonna. You have to hire this person to be your quarterback. One, when you have other quarterbacks on your roster who may be just as good, but with no drama, and watch this, that aren't going to result in lower ticket sales. Because that's true. We can say we can act like it doesn't exist, but the reality is, whatever team, if a team signs Colin Kaepernick. It's going to become a media storm. It's going to become a show, a circus. That's all it's going to be. And you can't tell someone how to that, that spends their money, that owns that team. You have to be willing to deal with it. Guess what? Maybe everybody, everyone doesn't want to deal with that. Maybe everyone, someone just wants to talk about football, and they don't want every game or every interview or every locker room interaction to be about your third-string quarterback. Because that's what it that's what it would be, whoever signs him. And let's be clear, no, he wouldn't start anywhere. Colin Kaepernick is not a starting quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He's not that he would be either a backup or possibly a third string. You know, maybe getting into a game if someone got hurt. So 
these are all things that I want people to just factor in. These are things that I want people to understand. You know what I'm saying? It's more than just, you know, your skill level, Colin Kaepernick's skill. It's not all about who he's better. Cause that's all people say, oh, he's better. Every time somebody gets, uh, gets hurt or every time somebody plays horribly, oh, you're telling me Ka- Kaepernick isn't better than that guy? It's not about who he's better than. On the playground, it might be it might be about that. Hey, look, are you better than this person? That's just what it is. You play, they they don't. But again, this is corporate corporate America. This is just forget corporate. This is just America. You know what I mean? It's about where you fit in. And again, I'm I don't want people to misconstrue. We don't, as a people, have to sell out. We don't have to conform to the rich white man's standards. We don't have to do that. I was taught growing up, never conform. Don't, you know what I mean? You be your own person. And I still believe that. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice? If you're not willing to sacrifice your NFL career, if you're not willing to sacrifice millions of dollars, then you better conform. See, personally, when I left corporate America, I was I was okay with making a sacrifice of, okay, I'm not going to get X, Y, and Z salary every two weeks. I'm not going to get X, Y, and Z benefits like I was. I'm not going to get this whatever. But that's a sacrifice I was willing to make based on decisions that I wanted to make for my life. Kaepernick needs to really sit down and ask himself, hey, you know what I'm saying? Do I want to be this civil rights icon, which he, I believe he already is? You know what I mean? I think he already is in my eyes. You know, he's given them, he's put his money where his mouth is. He's done, a, brought this law into effect, the largest criminal justice reform bill in history. So, you know, he's done his job. But unfortunately, as a result of that, he sacrificed his NFL career. I hope he can come to terms with that. But more importantly, I hope everyone else out there can come to terms with that. There, you know, there will be sacrifices. And that's just what it is, man. But I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank you all for listening in. Uh, again, all episodes of the Dadon Tolbert Show, the original urban podcast, are available at DadonTolbertShow.com. Check me out. Um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, everywhere else podcasts are heard. Follow me on Facebook at Dadon, uh, Dadon Tolbert, Instagram. Uh, add yourselves to the Friends of the Dadon Tolbert Show group, and I will talk to you guys next time.
Motivating 